Hello, my dear friends. Mike Shreve here, founder and head troublemaker of the No Pants Project. You are listening to episode 58 of the No Pants Show. We're going to be talking about the three different ways to add passive income into your business, regardless of where you are. So whether you're just starting out, whether you're at side hustle mode, whether you are making enough money that you could go full time, but you're struggling with consistency, or whether you're at the sort of higher end of freelancers doing twenty dollars to $30,000 a month, and you're looking at what the next thing that I should do. Now, before we get into passive income and the three different ways, we need to have a little a little moment of discussion together, okay? <laughs> There's a lot of bad ideas about what passive income is. We've actually done an entire podcast episode earlier on in this podcast where we talked about what those problems specifically are. Most people think it's either a push button thing where you work for two minutes and then you go retire in the Bahamas for the rest of your life, or what's almost even worse than that is that they think that all passive income is only a scam, that you can never add passive income, and the only way to grow a business is if you yourself are working on it every single minute of the day. Now, the problem with that, with the, well, first off, let's address the first one. So clearly, working two minutes a day is not going to make you millions of dollars and allow you to retire in the Bahamas. So don't listen to anybody who ever teaches that. Don't believe any of those claims. You got to be smart. That just doesn't, that's not real, okay? <laughs> so that's not real. But the second thing isn't real either, which is businesses grow all the time without the owner of that business having to work every single minute of the day. So think about this. You probably have a job right now, or you had a job in the past, or you know somebody who has a job. It's very likely that the owner of that company isn't working 24 hours a day. And you have to ask yourself, well then how is that possible? How does a company grow in size in revenue without the owner of the company somehow warping time and working 90 hours every single day? The answer to that is strategy. The answer to that is specifically they've implemented passive income strategies into their business. You are a business owner as a freelancer. I don't care whether or not you include passive income or whether or not you're side hustling or whether or not you're doing this full time, as a freelancer, you are legally a business owner. So you have to get out of the employee mindset. The employee mindset is, I receive a check for the work that I do specifically. A business owner says, I receive payment or money for the value I create regardless of how that value is created, whether I'm the one creating it myself or somebody else is helping me to create it or I've built an asset that creates that value for me, okay? So it's very important that you have a mindset shift if you want to add passive income to your business. Now, I highly recommend everybody add some sort of passive income to their business because passive income is what allows you to take a vacation, right? If you, as a business owner, have gotten yourself to a point where money comes in, even when you yourself aren't specifically 
doing the work, right? So you don't have to be working on a client project for money to come in. That's how you take a vacation and not suffer financially. It's also how you add padding and consistency for those months where maybe there's not a ton of clients happening all at the same time. So for example, let's say you've got two, three, four, five thousand dollars a month coming in passively, meaning you don't have to work for it to come into your business. And let's say that you have a month where you get sick, someone in your family gets sick. Uh, maybe you just want to take some time off or some unforeseen thing happens and you are able to then pull back on the work that requires your time and attention and the passive income that two, three, four, five thousand dollars a month can scoop up what is what maybe be, would be missing financially from your client work. Okay. Typically, what I like to do is have my passive income pay all of my bills plus a little bit of extra so that I know every month, you know, the mortgage is getting paid. Every month, insurance is getting paid. Every month, food's getting paid. Every month, we're paying for this for my kid and we're paying for that. That way, regardless of what happens with the client work, I have outcome independence. Okay, so that's our little mini course on passive income and what it means and et cetera. We have another podcast. Check that out. But let's talk about the three ways to get paid while you sleep, aka passive income. There are three different ways. Number one is creating passive assets. Number two, partnership services and referral networks. And then number three, leveraged passion projects. So let's start with number one, creating passive assets. What in the heck is a passive asset? Typically, it is something like taking whatever knowledge you have and whatever, for whatever reason, somebody hires you to do something. So for example, if you're a blog post writer and you typically will not only write blog posts, but also create content uh, strategies, whether you uh, also take those blog posts and get traffic, et cetera, et cetera, whatever it is you do surrounding that blog post and, and the writing of it and the creation of it, whatever people pay you to do, you then package all of the knowledge that you have around creating that and you sell that knowledge in the form of a training program. Now, there's lots of different ways to sell it as a training program. We, we don't have time, unfortunately, to get into the nitty gritties in, in, in terms of that, but in the, in the short time we have together here on this podcast. But keep in mind that what you are doing here is you are creating something that can be sold. So it's just a course, an online course, an online, uh, maybe it's an ebook. Right? There's lots of different ways you could publish this information. Let me just run through it really, really quick. Um, you, it could be a nonfiction ebook on Kindle. You can make an ebook that you host yourself and sell it from a sales page. You can make a Udemy course. You could put your course on ClickFunnels. You could put your course on uh, uh, Thinkific or uh, uh, any of these other platforms, Kajabi. There's lots of different ways you could sell it. 
right? You could also, if you're, if, if what you sell is very, very popular, you could even monetize it by creating YouTube videos um, and, and having a really successful YouTube channel that, that displays ads. Although to be honest, I wouldn't recommend that as a, as a general rule because most things that freelancers get paid for aren't popular enough to get the views required to actually make money from YouTube. Um, everyone thinks everyone on YouTube is rich. I highly recommend you go search how much YouTube paid me for a million views. Um, <laughs> on Go search that on YouTube. They don't make that much money. Um, I mean, there's a few that make a lot, but then it's, again, one of those long tail things where a lot of people don't. So there's lots of different ways to publish that, but again, at the end of the day, what you're trying to do is you're trying to offer something for people who either don't want to hire you because they want to do it themselves or can't hire you because your fees are too high for their business. See, one of the problems with a lot of uh, freelancers is they say, if someone can't afford them, I can't do anything for them. And that's not true. If someone can't afford you, don't reduce your prices, but create assets like this thing, which we call package knowledge, create an asset that will still get the job done, but won't require your time. So that's one way to add passive income. And the price range on package knowledge can be anything from 90, you know, $100 all the way up to $10,000, just depending on what it is you're offering, how you're offering it, what you include with the offer, okay? But the point is, is that you're creating passive assets. So let me give you some ideas for the kind of passive assets that you could create and add into your, into your freelancing business. There's templates. So if you use a blog writing template, if you use an email template, sell those templates. You can sell them to other writers. You can sell them to business owners. People who are afraid to hire a writer because they don't want to lose their voice, but they know that their emails aren't that great. Maybe you know how to write emails a certain way. Maybe I taught you. Maybe you learn from someone else and you take those and you sell those as an asset because it is an asset. In the, in the knowledge economy, which is the economy that we live in, knowledge assets exist. Things like templates, things like mini training courses, things like calendars, content calendars, fill in the blank calendars, things like, here's one that would be really fun, I've been actually thinking about doing myself and adding into my business, like a 90-day quote-unquote program where somebody buys my program and then every day for 90 days, I send an email. Now, I would, the emails would be all pre-written. I wouldn't have to do it every single time. I'd just sit down one time and write 90 emails or I'd write the 90 emails the first time I sold it and then that would just be the 90 emails forever and ever every time I sold it into the future. But each one of those emails, maybe it contains something like an activity that someone has to do every single day. I thought, I thought about doing this for, um, for the No Pants Project actually as a passive income where for 90 days I would help people to basically remove distraction from their life, 80-20 what they're doing and 
really sort of like optimize for peace and happiness and productivity. And that over 90 days, what would happen is every single day you'd get an email from me and you'd do an activity that would move you towards. So for example, day one, turn off all your social media. Day two, download this app, which is with the app I use for such and such. Day three, do this. Day four, watch this, you know, that kind of thing. So that is category one of passive income. If you enjoy teaching, if you enjoy creating tools, if you enjoy helping others, you should not wait until your company is too big, not wait until you're making a ton of money, but as soon as possible, consider how you could add a passive income opportunity like this into your business. All right, so that's number one, creating the assets, all right? Uh, Passive assets. Number two, the second way to add a the passive income is partnership services and referral network. So here's what I mean. Most companies, like we talked about earlier, the owner isn't working a bajillion hour, more hours than there are in the day, right? He hasn't figured out how to time travel. So how most business owners add passive income is they add people. So Let's say you're starting a business selling apples on the side of the road. One of the things you can do if you're the owner of this business selling apples from the road, side of the road, is hire someone else to be the cashier and salesperson while you go pick more apples. Now, what happens? Well, maybe before when you were picking the apples and selling them, you got paid a dollar an apple. But when you hire a cashier, you have to pay that cashier 25 cents an apple, so now you're only making 75 cents an apple. And a lot of people say, oh, oh no, I'm losing money because I've added someone onto this team and now I'm not making as much per whatever, per apple. But what you've actually done by hiring a cashier is you can now go pick three times as many apples. So yes, maybe you're making 75 cents an apple, but now you have three times as many apples to sell. And maybe your cashier is actually a little bit better than you at selling those apples. And so she's able to sell twice as many as you did in the same amount of time. Now you hire someone else to pick the apples. And now it costs 25 cents per apple to get picked. And you think, oh no, I'm only making 50 cents per apple. But now what has happened? You're picking twice as many apples, three times as many apples as a company, okay, as a collection of humans. Three times as many apples are being picked. Twice as many are being sold. And so at the end of the day, you are making at least as much, if not more, than when you were doing it all yourself. But here's the best part. One, you don't have to show up anywhere now for that 50 cents per apple to come into your life. And by life, I mean bank account. And number two, because you aren't the one having to do all of the work, it functions continuously without you. In other words, it grows independent 
of you as the business owner. So when we're talking about the second way to add passive income, there are ways for every single freelancer to add people into the equation to do exactly what I just said. Sometimes one of the things you can do, and this is one of the benefits of being inside of our coaching program, and it's something I should probably uh, you know, encourage more in our program because it only happens every once in a while. But for example, one of our, our students has said that she loves talking to people and connecting to people. But she has also said, and I'm not ca- calling her out or anything or put her on a spot, she also has said, you know, what, that's, that's her favorite part. The other parts of running a freelancing business aren't her favorite part. The second she posted that, I thought to myself, you know what? If I was in that group, I would have contacted her and I would have said, hey, look, you're better at getting the clients. I'm better at serving the clients. Why don't we work together? So now you have somebody who's getting clients and you have somebody who's serving clients. Then I would have said, let me see who's better than me at delivering the client work. So now you have somebody out there getting clients, you have somebody out there delivering client work, and your job is to oversee it and et cetera. Now your entire freelancing business is being run like an agency, which is has the potential for passive income. Now, that might be an extreme version, right? To build something like an agency where you've got all these people and things. There's also much easier ways to do it, like a referral network. So for example, maybe you have connections with other freelancers. Maybe you're a writer and and you know designers and you know web people, you know traffic people. And every time you get a client for your writing services, let's say you're doing email copywriting, your client says, gosh, I really wish we could have more traffic. A lot of freelancers will say, well, let me figure it out. Let me learn traffic and then I'll get paid for the work that I do for you. What I do now, so me in my my actual freelancing business, I only stay in my lane in the things that I love doing and then I refer everything else out. So I have friends who are really good at traffic. I have friends who are really good at design. I have friends who are really good at strategy and, what, and all these different things. And I focus specifically on the parts that I focus on. And what I've done is because I'm bringing referrals to these friends of mine, I say, whenever you close a client, give me X percentage of whatever that client pays you as a referral fee. That's passive income. All I have to do is send an email and, and literally what I do is I, so let's say I'm, I'm referring for traffic, okay? Because one of my friend, clients needs traffic or something. I'll say to the client, look, I can't do it for you, but I have a really good friend. Let me start an email chain. I'll CC both of you. You guys make the connection. And in the email, I say something literally this simple. Hey, John, please meet James. James is amazing at traffic. He's helped me do X, Y, Z. Uh, James, meet John. John is one of my favorite clients. He's amazing. Here's the projects that we're working on. I hope you two can connect. When you do, let me know about it. I'd love to hear about it. I have an agreement with James. I can't remember if that's the person who we're pretending is doing the traffic, but I have an agreement with the traffic person that you know we've agreed a long time ago. This is how much you'll pay of whatever the client pays you. One email and 
Sometimes if that client turns into a retainer for my client, it turns into monthly payments for me. Now, my friends, they love this because they don't have to go spend money on marketing, they don't have to do the client getting. Literally, I'm bringing clients to their door, okay? And that has become for me over time a fairly significant source of income for which I do not have to really do anything for. Once I make the introduction and if it turns into a retainer, you know, don't get me wrong, I'm not making thousands of dollars per client per referral. It might be a couple hundred here, a couple hundred there, but because I have amazing clients and I'm able to get them so easily, establishing that referral network, it begins to add up. Okay, so we've talked about creating passive assets and we've talked about partnership services and referral networks. Let's now talk about leveraged passion projects, which is probably my favorite. This is, and this has been for me, fiction. So many of you know I started my freelancing business first because I needed to get paid now, but I'd always wanted to write fiction. And what I did is when I got my freelancing business to a certain point where I had balance, where I wasn't working insane hours, I used the spare time. In my case, I freelance every other week. So I don't even freelance four weeks out of the year or four weeks out of the month. Um, I used uh, every other week to make significant headway by working on projects, aka fiction, that I wouldn't have been able to work on otherwise. So let me give you an example, or let me sort of talk about this example, and maybe you can think of one in your own life. So I, so here's the problem with self-publishing fiction. It takes a really long time. <laughs> so to write a good book, I think I'm pretty fast. It takes me about six weeks to write a really good book. And I would say I'm very, I'm very much in the style of pulp magazines. I also have a lot of extra time, right? So this is working quite a few hours a day on those every other weeks. And then like about an hour or two every day um, when I am freelancing. So I, it, it, even with all that free time, it still takes me six weeks to, to put out a pulp level book. Okay. So it takes me six weeks to write one. Significant time input. Then it takes, I, I spend quite a bit of money on editing. I spend quite a bit of money on book covers. I spend quite a bit of money on formatting. And then I put that book onto the Amazons and I still need books two and three and four and five in a series before you really start making any money because one book tossed onto Amazon isn't gonna make a lot of money. So it's six times how many books I need in the series before I start making money. And then Amazon itself doesn't pay for, doesn't pay you until 60 days after the month. So trying to make a bunch of money from fiction very quickly just wasn't gonna be a thing. Like I, I, I can do the math, right? I can say, well, gosh, that's gonna take me months if not a year or more before I'm really making a significant amount of money. But at the same time, fiction for me is also relatively passive after I create the passive asset, which is the book itself. I don't have to do too much. I have an assistant who helps me run the ads and do all the ad buying, and I trained over time. So I, again, I, I, I helped to, I um, 
I did the second thing, which is I added people to my world so that that particular income could become more passive by looking at what I was doing every day and figuring out if there's somebody who could do it better than me and then hiring out for that. But the point that I'm trying to make here is I could do the math. I knew it was, it was going to have to be something that wasn't going to be quick and therefore it had to be done on the side and it had to be done on the side for kind of a long time because I, I just wasn't, it wasn't going to happen overnight. So what freelancing allowed me to do was to buy that time and devote a significant amount of free time, extra time to move my schedule around so that I could create the passion projects that I was interested in. There are some students in our program, one has, has done passion projects in the gaming industry, has built games, has worked on games. Um, we've had somebody who uh, freelances as a, as a designer, but then sells her art uh, on Etsy, which is what she really is sort of you know wanting to do. And these are all passive, typically passive style uh, income situations where you know you're building a game, you build the game once, and then you sell it a bunch, right? And you don't have to really get too much involved. It's not trading time for dollars. You create your art, you put it up, you sell it. You can do prints, right? I think um, she's doing a lot of digital prints, which is fairly passive. Uh, fiction books, and etc., and etc., and etc. The point is that this is a way to add passive income, which a lot of people forget because they think I can only have one business at a time, right? If I were to take the mentality and say, well, I'm already a freelancer, I can't do fiction too. I never would have got my fiction business off the ground. The fiction business makes me at least six figures a year. So that's something that is something to consider of expanding the potential for what you could add as passive income. It doesn't matter if it's directly related to your freelancing business or not. What the freelancing business does is it allows you the time and income leverage. It allows you to get out of a job which forces you to be a certain way, to think a certain way, to be at a place at a certain time from X to Z time, right? So if you have to be there at nine to five and then you have to get home and be with your kids and, be, and then by the end of the day, you don't have any time to do your, uh, to do your fiction, you have the option, say for example, fiction of what you want to do, you have the option of just staying in the job and trying to squeeze fiction in, which you already know isn't working, or really quickly, in a couple of weeks, in a couple of months, build your freelancing business to get out of the job, to pay the bills now, and now you've got all this time. So part of, again, we're talking about smart strategies, of smart business strategies, using the leverage of opportunity. So the opportunity to start a freelancing business to move you towards what is typically a more passive approach, uh, sort of a more passive income uh, for uh, your, you know, whatever, whatever it might be, fiction or selling prints. The same thing can be done for just things in general. So for example, maybe your passion is real estate and you want to get into investing in real estate. Well, freelancing, leveraging the opportunity, don't wait 20 years until the job which you're barely getting paid enough right now, much less to be able to save money to put down in real estate investments. Instead, go build a freelancing business because it's relatively easy to do. It's relatively high margins. You can make quite a bit of money. Stack some money away and start investing in 
real estate. If that's the passive income that you want, I would consider that a pass uh, a passion driven project. It's using the opportunity of freelancing to explore alternative income uh, sources or passion projects. Okay, so those are the three different ways. One, creating passive assets, typically package knowledge, which is take what you know, turn it into a tool someone can use, either through a program or through some kind of template. Number two, partnership services and referral networks. So in other words, adding people, whether you're referring or whether you're adding them to your team to add passive income opportunities within your company, which is the company of you. And then number three, leveraged passion projects, which is exactly what we just talked about. All right, my dear friends, hopefully this has been helpful for you to consider passive income. Understand it's not going to happen overnight. None of what I just said happens overnight. Unfortunately, <laughs> I wish it was not true. I wish it, you could just make millions and millions of dollars by snapping your fingers, but unfortunately, that's not how it works, or at least I haven't figured out how to do that. Uh, I don't think anyone else has either. But uh, So it's, it's not going to happen overnight, but also understand that if you were to do any of these, you certainly would not be the first person to do them. In other words, this is how business works. This is how you build something that's not just time for dollars. Okay, not just time for dollars. If you'd like help with creating passive income in your business, please visit us at thenopantsproject.com. Watch a free training. A third of that training is about passive income. And at the end of that training, we'll invite you to join us inside of the No Pants Project program where we go uh, more in depth uh, and we talk a lot about uh, passive income, how to do it, how to build it, how to sell it. That's another important thing. Um, what mechanisms do you need in order to sell something like a, uh, an asset, a, pa a package knowledge asset? Um, how do you structure deals for uh, partnerships and referral networks uh, and all that kind of good stuff? All right, my dear friends, that's it from me. This has been episode 58, three ways to add passive income to your freelancing business. Hope you enjoyed it and I'll see you in the next one.